Today's show is brought to you by FreshBooks.com. Get a 30-day free trial at www.gofreshbooks.com backslash gang. The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Ben Howard. I'm Sarah Becker. And I'm Peter Dancy. And this is the Movie Gang Podcast Geostorm Edition. Geostorm. Oh my God. Countdown to I Geostorm. I can't even finish the word without laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I am so. I'm excited to read the synopsis for this movie. That's how excited I am. Yes. To talk about this glorious. Glorious trash that we're going to talk about today. Uh, can't, definition of dumpster fire. Can't wait. But first uh, up, we have a trailer corner this week. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about I, Tanya, which is the uh, latest biopic that uh, stars Margot Robbie as Tanya Harding. So I guess the first question is, before we ask about the trailers, uh, we're a bunch of millennials. Do we know who Tanya Harding is? I do, but I'm curious if you guys do. The name is familiar to me, and um, yeah. you know, having watched the trailer and knowing you know that she was an ice skater, I'm sure like, oh, okay, yeah, I must have you know been watching ice skating when I was a kid, and she would have been a contestant. But um, no, if you just said um, that name to me, I'd be like, no, who's that? Yeah, uh, Peter. yeah, yeah. I- I'm I'm kind of the same way. Like, like. The, the the only time I really pay attention to figure skating of any in, in in any capacity really is just during the Winter Olympics, and even then I don't really I don't really know names. It's just something I watch because it's one because to me it is one of the more entertaining events to watch during the Winter Olympics. So it's like I don't know who this woman is. So it's up to the it's up to the subsequent trailers after this to make me care. Well. Hmm. Let me tell you about Tanya Harding and why there's a movie about her. Uh, Tanya Harding and uh, uh, Nancy Kerrigan uh, were rivals at the time. Uh, and by the way, I would just like to point out, I only know this because I watched a lot of I Love The shows. Like, I love the 80s. I love the 90s. That's the oh, only yeah, reason I have the pop culture knowledge I have is because I just watched all of them all. And I watched. Nice. I, I had nothing to do. I had no cards. So I just watched them all. Mm-hmm. And they have, Still a win. They're a great basic, you know, setup for what was 1994. Um, so, yes, in 1994, they were rivals. And uh, uh, Nancy Kerrigan was uh, sort of the, 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 the top tier. And uh, Tiny Harding was always kind of right below her. And uh, one day, a couple months before the Olympics, some dude showed up with a baton and beat the shit out of uh, Nancy Kerrigan's legs. There's a very famous video of her screaming, why, why, uh, after she got beaten up. Eventually, it was revealed that the man was hired by Tanya Harding's ex-husband, Jeff Galuli. That's his real name, who's played by Sebastian wow. Stan in the movie, by the way, which is hilarious oh. because uh, Google Jeff uh, Galuli, he does not look like Sebastian Stan. <laughs> he looks like <laughs> uh, a ninth tier character from Goodfellas. <laughs> not an attractive man. And, uh, and, and it's always been this case of how much did Tanya Harding know? Because obviously it's her ex-husband who hired it, so it would feel like she knew. But she has claimed she never knew, and that uh, you know she was never involved. And uh, but she was still kicked out of ice skating for the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. And she was right. always this like heel beforehand and kind of like a bratty person. And so like everyone's like, well, of course she would do that. Cause she's like such so dramatic and so terrible, you know. And I think that's the appeal of the the thing is like. The idea in the trailer is like she's like I'm gonna be the heel, you know. I'm gonna be the bad person because everybody is gonna love uh, Nancy Kerrigan, this beautiful all-American girl. I'm gonna be the. She was always like a little trashy, you know, and like a little like uh, lower class. I would say would be the term uh, a lot of people okay. like kind of would associate with her. And mm-hmm. so that's what I'm I'm hopeful for from this sort of teaser trailer is that it kind of explores 
those themes? Are you more on yeah. board now that you know the story? <laughs> yes, definitely. Right. And I think it's an issue too because there's this there's always been this trend, and I think the movie Monster was a big one for this, of like very attractive actresses playing genuinely not as attractive real life people mm-hmm. and kind of ugling them down. Oh yeah, and that's I, the thing. I, I shared on our, our sub, which you can uh you can see on the notes, uh another movie that Margot Robbie is doing. Uh, about Mary Queen of Scots and she is not very attractive to that either and I think it's and I'm curious Uh what you guys think about the fact that like that trend in general and the fact that Margot Robbie is gonna like try to win Oscars by I know I'm one of the most beautiful women in the world but uh I'm real ugly in this one so hey yeah wasn't there someone else that we were talking about earlier this year who is doing that a lot lately I, f- I, f- I feel like there was like or or, 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 or or maybe or maybe not kind of like deprettifying them if that I know I know I just kind of shoehorned that word whatever but like but 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 taking on roles that like try to make them seem edgier than they actually are oh wait what was uh, Scarlett Johansson oh. I th- I th- I th- yeah, I think I think yeah. I, I, I don't, it wasn't the exact same point that we were that that we're making that we're talking about now, but it's like a similar thing, kind of. Well, Scarlett Johansson does this thing, and that's my big hot take on Scarlett Johansson is that she plays off the fact that she's incredibly attractive. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Like, so yeah, that was it. That was it. So like, she'll still be incredibly attractive and under the skin, but she uses her attractiveness to capture men and eat them. You know, like mm-hmm. um, yeah, essentially. <laughs> So Sounds like that movie I know that some Megan people Fox often like, kind of like criticized actresses for like doing that, like it's so brave to like be an ugly character. But then you could also just argue, well, they need to like look more like the persons. But we just watched a movie called Professor Marston, which, quite frankly, very big difference between the real life person yes. and the actors. Yeah. So I- yeah. I'm kind of curious yes. where you All stand on this. Them. Yes. So I'm curious where you stand on this, Sarah. Yeah. Is it? An issue I don't know. For you? It's an interesting. It's an interesting uh, question that I don't have the right answer for, um, because on the one hand, you have these people who are very good actors and also happen to be very pretty, who are, you know, doing a good job in these roles where the makeup team is awesome and does a good job of making them look unattractive and also look like the person they're playing. And that's great. And that's a wonderful opportunity for makeup artists to be able to do that. On the other hand, I am sure that because of, you know, the way the film industry works, there are a lot of people who are very good actors, but because they're not pretty enough, they don't get cast in things. Yes. So, yeah. What, what I mean, there's you can either cast somebody who looks like the person and is a great actor, but they're not a pretty person, or cast a pretty person who is still a good actor and then have the makeup team go to town. Totally. And I also will say I I think it's an unfair comparison, even though I brought it up the whole time. So I'm admitting my own problems here. But I, I was just thinking, like, it's kind of unfair that it never happens to men. Because, like, Gary Oldman, for example, is a fairly attractive man, I feel. And he's going to yeah. play Winston Churchill. And, like, in the thing, he's got the big jowls and the heavy set body and, you know, mm-hmm. not looking like slender wispy gary oldman you know and usually when he right, plays right. those characters it's like gary oldman's a chameleon you know he disappears into his into his roles and so uh, i wonder if there maybe is a little bit of 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 bias against that where like men are more allowed to be like character actors like i feel like tilda swinton gets away with that but that's because tilda swinton is so unconventional looking and like such a unique and fascinating way that it's like i don't know more okay than like as like 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 I would say, like general beauty style Margot Robbie. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like that right. is like you know the idea of a attractive person. Like that's like a Wikipedia definitionary uh, version <laughs> of like attractive woman. Um, and and so I wonder if that's an element of it too. But you're also right, Sarah. Where it's like the film industry having double standards. Right. What? But then you can Look say well, maybe like. A heavyset person should play Winston Churchill. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, or, well, I mean, um, in uh, Doctor Who, Ian McNeese did a very good job of playing Winston Churchill, and right, you know, and that's, and that's they a, have not dissimilar body types. Right, and that's a similar thing where it's like you could do that on TV, you could do that in a TV movie, but you know, when it comes to the big movies with the money, 
Then oh, you got to get an actor, you know, and that's just more of a problem with the film industry in general. I think where it's just like you can't make an indie movie these days without a big name actor in it, just because that's how people care about movies these days. Quite frankly, and I'm the same problem where it's like, oh, X person is in this. I like them. I'm curious about that movie now. Yeah, and like, and 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 that that same problem that same problem even kind of even bleeds over into into, into yeah. other facets of the entertainment industry, like 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 how like how in music, like how like how in music at, at least these days, people won't necessarily care about a song unless they know who produced it. Like 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 I get like get like yes they will care who's singing it, but whoever produced it will will make it skyrocket even farther. Like if, if Calvin Harris is on the song, then you're good. If Timbaland is on the song, then you're good. But you know, but 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 you know, if it's like some no-name producer and like and like an adequately good artist, then it's like, eh, why should we care? Until they have one big hit, now they can do whatever. You know what I mean? It's like okay, the, well then, yeah, like, yeah. Like the Desposito guys is a good example. Like no one heard of them, and then they have one huge hit, and now they can feature on anybody's stuff. You know. And Peter shakes his head. <laughs> no, I'm just like Justin Bieber. Oh God, why did that version have to happen? <laughs> We've had a very serious conversation about uh, double standards in Hollywood. Let's talk about Geostorm. <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> some, <laughs> uh, some real uh, nonsense. Let's do anything else you want to say for Itania. I'm no. a, a, after after you explaining after you explaining the story. I am now more intrigued. Yeah, it was one of those I'm, classic I, I, trashy '90s tabloidy kind of stories that then like. You know, people had their 15 minutes of fame. There was like a sex tape with them and all kinds of like crazy stuff like that. And then, you know, it all kind of went away. And we all kind of moved on. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't, it's not like, like the OJ trials where like there's like a deeper cultural thing, which is why it keeps coming back and it's so memorable, I think. You know, there's like a, yeah, there's stuff you talk about about like race and class and stuff like that where it's like, it was just like, this was weird, right? This was a weird moment. <laughs> yeah. I think it was just the fact that like this real trashy soap opera thing happened for like figure skating. Like figure skating is like such an elegant, you know, some would argue elitist sport, you know, and like, uh, right. And, and I think people were just so fascinated that like a guy named Jeff Galuli <laughs> beat the shit out of a girl <laughs> with a Jeff, but it's the last name that's the kicker. Right. Galuli. You're just like, Galuli. what? Yeah. All right. Well, this week we are discussing Geostorm. Uh, I can't Geostorm. say it enough. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm so excited. Like, literally, this synopsis I'm about to read is why I was so excited for this movie. <laughs> and I think yes. why I got the other two people uh, on this podcast excited for this movie. Yeah. And we should, we should start out by saying, you know, why is everybody so excited about Geostorm? Like, this doesn't look like or, a good movie. What's going on? Yeah. Or at well, least um, the, more specifically, Newman, why the, why the three of us? who is usually on this podcast, asked us this very question. <laughs> and I explained it to him in this way. We are excited about Geostorm the way people are excited for Sharknado. And he understood instantly. Uh, yeah. And honestly, yeah. we'll talk about it, but I'm, I'm an elitist for bad movies. I'm frankly, I'm very much a snob for bad movies. And, and Geostorm to me, it's very special. It's a very special. <laughs> so I guess we should just quickly point out before you continue. We all thought this was terrible right like we need to make sure oh yeah oh yeah so everyone just understand it's horrible movie but we we will explain why it's not just your average run-of-the-mill bad movie this is i don't know i think it's something special so let me explain the synopsis and (laughs) i think it'll tell you why as a man heads into space to prevent climate-controlling satellites from creating a storm of epic proportion, his du- his brother discovers a plot to assassinate the president. <laughs> yeah. And this was a major motion picture starring such well-known actors and as Jim Sturgis of Across the Universe fame. Oh, God. And I have a lot of thoughts on him. Boy. Yeah. Continue. And um, and Gerard Butler, mm-hmm. Gerard fucking Butler, um, who's become the new. This is the only people I really recognized, but uh, who's become the new Chuck Norris to me? Of like, just just like uh, he can command the screen for such terrible movies. I love 
the Olympus has fallen and London has fallen movies. They are so bad, but man, are they? Just, I never saw them. He brings a level of charm to terrible jingoistic garbage, but uh, I have to point out that that synopsis I just read was from nine months ago. It's how I discovered <laughs> the film uh, on IMDb, and I was like, "What? <laughs> this sounds amazing!" <laughs> yes, I was just going through movies coming out in 2017, and I was like. This is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, now, to be <laughs> fair, the movie, and we'll discuss this, was reshot a lot. This movie was shot in 2014, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And did not come out until this year. And uh, it was had a completely different director, whose last theatrical film was I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. It had <laughs> a different writer, and it had $40 million in reshoot money. It is oh my God. a mess. So this is the current synopsis. A mess. <laughs> now, to be fair, we need to point out, the first synopsis is technically true. <laughs> so they didn't change the movie completely, but here's the more up-to-date synopsis. When the networks of satellites designed to control the global climate start to attack Earth, it's a race against the clock to uncover the real threat before a worldwide geostorm wipes out everything and everyone. But, in fact, the reason the satellites are screwing up is because they were sabotaged by the vice president and the his Secretary underlings. Of State. No, no, Secretary, Secretary of the State. Secretary of State, excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, to assassinate the president and kill most of the world, and somehow he would be safe from this. Yes. Somehow the secretary, yeah. we, we never learned what his escape plan was, I don't think. Um, so... Somehow the Geostorm would just magically not affect him, <laughs> and he would rule over whatever was left of the yeah, planet. Yeah, he... he- blows up the dnc by an electrical storm where he's in orlando he's in the building that blows up yes and he, he escapes and the building escape but he was in that building like 20 minutes earlier he has a bad plan his, his escape plan is simply i'm just gonna make sure that i drive out of city limits that's it that's fucking it because none, no part of this great geostorm will affect me. I am immune. <laughs> At all. It's immune to geostorm. Because I set it up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where to begin with this movie. Oh, uh, my God. Okay. okay. Let, mm, let, uh, let me start talking a little bit about the director real quick, if I may. Yes, please do. The director yeah. is Dean Devlin. It is direct, his directorial debut. You would be very shocked to discover that the movies that he has produced are films like Independence Day, The Day After Tomorrow, 2012, and White House Down. It is very clear he pitched this movie as, remember White House Down? Remember 2012? Let's put them together. Yes. <laughs> It'd be great. Yeah. Duh. Um, I think in the original the Geostorm was unaffected by the president. I think it was a completely different plot. And then uh-huh. they reshot it to make it more of the Geostorm. <laughs> but this film, we need to point out, is like embarrassed that it's about a Geostorm. <laughs> it cuts away from the disaster all the time. It So much. It spends the most of the movie in space. <laughs> it's... And the whole movie's about counting down to Geostorm, which, first off, they don't explain what that means. <laughs> they never explain what a Geostorm is. Now, shit's fucked up. There's, like, a giant wave that comes into Dubai. There's a heat ray that melts all of Moscow. There's, like, uh, uh... Which, by the way, let me talk about the heat ray oh, for go a for second. It. Because <laughs> that's... Like, I can... I can do the suspension of disbelief for like tidal waves and or like or, 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 or like or, ra- or like you mean, random you mean the, like you mean the uh, heat sudden drop in temperature the, the tidal yeah, wave that drop hits in temperature or big you know giant hail falling on Tokyo right. or whatever 
What I cannot get behind is the laser beam the laser. that comes down it's from just space a laser. and destroys the Kremlin. Have you, have you seen how Die Another the, Day? How is the laser beam part of the, <laughs> the Dutch Boy? Which, by the way, I went to go see this movie. They said we named it Dutch Boy after the little boy who stuck his finger in the, in the dam. And I grabbed my girlfriend's hand and we just look at each other and start laughing. Because <laughs> there's another word for that story. I know. <laughs> oh my god i will say no more but our our chuckles began immediately during the opening voiceover uh yeah it, 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 sorry i completely i mean i don't think there's oh, a way no. to stay on the rails for this movie we, but we i've can't. taken it very far that's, be- that's because this movie doesn't have any rails no <laughs> that's no. right it is beyond rails it is it is where we're it's going. Beyond. We don't need rails in this movie. It's exactly. on space. It's, it, it's in. It has space rails. That's why. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it. And the reshoots seem to be. I would guess mostly on the space station would be my guess. Probably. Um, and and so it's like that's the crazy thing. This is a political thriller. It's not a disaster movie. It's like a political thriller with disaster movie spice. You know, like. <laughs> It'll be like ninety and, minutes of like Gerard being like, "Who sabotage this?" And then it'll be like, and then a quick hailstorm will fuck up all of Tokyo, like for a, two minutes. And then it'll cut back to him in space and be like, mm, "I'll figure it out." It's somebody. <laughs> but 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 you, but you know but you know what the real kicker is? Literally, the last thirty seconds of the film when Gerard Butler's daughter is talking because because she started off narrating the beginning, she ends narrating the end. The la- the like the last thirty seconds, it suddenly it suddenly becomes. This really shoehorned environmentalist film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of like, of, of like, humanity must come together to save our planet because we are like, because we are one, not several countries, one human, one humankind, and it's like, when, who did this? It's also very funnily the first time I've ever seen environmental propaganda, which I thought was fucking great. Like <laughs> Gerard Butler is this all-American dude who like uh. is working on his car but he's putting in like a fuel efficient car and like his trailer out in the middle of the wilderness has solar panels everywhere so it's like uh, hey yeah. you could still be an american and like drink beer and live out nowhere but have solar panels you know like mm-hmm. a guy you escapes know, just, you know, just- in hong kong when like a heat ray blows up all the heat in a smart car a smart a car smart runs <laughs> A smart car goes 40 miles at best. It's, I love smart cars. They're great for in city driving. They aren't escaping disaster cars. It was I a need very them to smart- do a remake of the Italian job with smart cars. I just want to see it happen. <laughs> it would be so adorable. Oh, yes. <laughs> it would. Little baby cars. <laughs> and like, you know that scene where they all split off and they just all go, Meh. <laughs> 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 no one be- will ever suspect. <laughs> That it's that it is a high high speed car chase. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the thing is they could take all the gold and no one would be like, of course they put their gold in a smart car because that makes sense. Oh, it makes all the sense. Duh. Like Why else would they put it there? That was a smart car. It just wouldn't move. I feel like it would just be too heavy. That's true. <laughs> no. No, no, no! What, what, what made, what made, the, what made the guy, what made the guy escaping Hong Kong even funnier to me is, is that, is that he, is that he is charging his car, when, he's charging his car when he walks back up to it when shit starts to go south and like he drives off and instead of it being like you know kind of the traditional like like, like you know what you'd expect from someone pulling it from a gas station it's like nope just the pl- like nope just the car outlet just the plug in. Can we also point out the brilliant assassination plan to kill this guy who knows too much? You know, it, it is a political thriller, so it's like a guy learns too much and is hunted oh, down. Oh, yeah. So the first plan is a Just- heat ray that blows up all of Hong Kong. The second plan After- is... Just push him in front of a car. No, 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 the first, no, the first, the first, the first, the first plan, the first plan was, the first one was, like, just fuck up Hong Kong. Second one was, okay, well, clearly that didn't work. Even that, that, that didn't work. Send, send, you know, send Secret Service assassinators. Secret Service assassinators. And he's, and he's hiding in what, like, the locker closet or something? Like, somehow, like, like, somehow they don't check the doors, which is beyond me. 
And the, Even and Jason then, Voorhees knows to check the closets, guys. Come on. And then finally, they were just like, you know what? Right in front of the guy that he's going to meet up with, just shove in front of a car. And that works. <laughs> that totally works. That's what kills him. That's the plan <laughs> that nails it. Oh, my God. I, I just want to describe scenes. Like, there's just like. Yeah. There's a scene where Gerard Butler, like, like. They they sab he's like doing a spacewalk and they sabotage his jetpack. And this motherfucker his his spacesuit must be made of the greatest Kevlar and armor. Oh, you know because, it. Because like yes. he just Looney Tunes bounces all <laughs> over this place and he's just like wiping out satellite arrays and he runs into like a bunch of solar panels and just scrapes them all off and it's yeah. just that, that, nonsense that made that made it more that made that that whole scene that whole sequence more comedic than like oh god is he gonna die is he, is he gonna just be like floating oh, off yeah. is he gonna just just be floating off to the moon forever because because you know like because you know of course it's like at the very last minute that he catches a wire and like stops himself oh of course yeah no this do you think these guys watch gravity i can't tell <laughs> i mean hmm. it's just i wonder uh, that's the thing of this movie it's like it's like, oh, did you like gravity? How about a hundred spaceships blowing up? Like, did you like that scene in uh, Day After Tomorrow where Jake Gyllenhaal ran away from cold? Well, here's a hot bikini girl in Rio running away from cold and frozen birds and a frozen, frozen plane. And a plane. <laughs> and a plane. When she like gets to an alley and the plane just barely doesn't hit her. Oh, my God. God. I'm I, I I am though personally extremely upset that the guy that she was with the, the, the guy she was with died, got got frozen to death. I was not happy about that. I was just, I was just like, yay, the Brazilian chick lives, but the cute Brazilian dude who I got to see for a full thirty seconds and that's it. He's frozen to death. I'm just like, what am I here for? <laughs> not even Gerard Butler took off his shirt. And I was just like, at least like at least give me a at least give me a dad bod. But no, I can't get it. I can't I know, get that right? much. I was, I was looking at Gerard and some of those shirts. I was like, I was like, I don't think he's got Leonidas abs. <laughs> <laughs> he's fine. I mean, he's a good looking dude still. It's just funny. It, you know, it is he's like, funny. Ah, whatever. He's <laughs> like, do you know what films on. I've been in? I used to. Be, I was. I was an Academy. I was an Academy nominated films. What? It's like. Can it's we like, talk about that? What happened to Gerard Butler? He had like uh, such an amazing start with like whether you like the Phantom of the Opera movie, I get why you might have problems with it, and he was the best cast. Yes, I agree, but but still he was good enough. And then he was very charismatic at three hundred and a big movie everybody saw. And then like what happened? And then to that just guy? I don't just know. Bad romantic comedies and terrible action movies. <sighs> that said, he's become the arbiter of this glorious schlock. I love. So this is where. This is where I talk about schlock. Schlock is a magic thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is already a great description. I'm I'm down for it. I get why people love things like Sharknado or the recent trailer for Snake Out of Compton. I'm sorry, what? Which is about a giant what? I'm, I'm sorry, what? Which is about a giant snake <laughs> created oh. by a black nerd in Compton. Oh. Just watch it. I couldn't even get through the trailer. It was, it was so bad. No, I need to. And these find movies this. are a, a, a certain kind. They're ironically bad. You know what I mean? Like they're made to be trash uh-huh. and be ridiculous. I've never. It's just there's not an earnestness there. To me, schlock is this: is somebody gave someone eighty million dollars. They made a terrible movie. <laughs> The studio went insane and gave it forty more million dollars, and they made probably a worse movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> the genuine effort of these films to a to create something this ridiculous is what makes it so lovely to me. And and Gerard takes it very seriously in his films. And and the other one I would recommend is Gods of Egypt. Gods of Egypt is yes nonsense. But <laughs> there is just a scene. In- and this is where I think my brain works, and it'll be different for different people. Is is I was watching Gods of Egypt, like this is pretty dumb, and then Gerard Butler <laughs> rides in on a giant chariot driven by two giant scarab beetles, <laughs> and I oh my god lost my mind. No, <laughs> no. you're kidding me. It was either that or when uh, when Jamie Lannister. They reveal that gods are just like kind of taller. They're only like eight feet tall, so they're like 
digitally made a little bigger. It's a little awkward. <laughs> um, yeah. So I- I'm curious with you guys. W- w- what do you enjoy about a film like this? What do you get out of like a, w- w- why do you enjoy watching something so bad? It's good. Uh, I, I, I think, I think for me, it, at least with this film specifically, it was simply the experience of going to see it, period. Just knowing that there were going to be parts that I laughed at, knowing that because of how bad this film is, there 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 were there were going to be other there going to be other reasons for other reasons for other people to laugh. I mean, I mean, like like um like uh the uh God, what, what was what was his name? Um the the guy the guy the guy who played her guy who played played who played uh Hernandez the Mexican group crew member uh eugenio derbez when he popped okay so okay okay so short so short he's apparently a huge star in mexico which no, makes sense no it's no, like he gets a lot of stuff no 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 exactly no exactly which is, which, is, which is what leads which is what leads directly into 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 me prefacing this um when i when i when i went to when i went to go see it uh i i, I wasn't aware i wasn't aware until the movie actually until the movie actually started um the, uh it, it 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 had Spanish subtitles, and so and so I, so I I didn't realize until I walked in the room. Oh, I'm actually in a room with mostly Spanish speakers. The second he appeared on screen, everyone was like, "Hey!" and I was like, "This makes it so much fun." Right. It's 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 similar to Triple X, uh, <laughs> Return of Xander Cage. Right. When, when Neymar showed up, and you're like. Oh, and everyone like and like everyone that was in the room with kind of lost their minds a little bit. It was like, oh my god! Yeah, anyone who's a soccer fan is like, what? <laughs> like, and it's very clearly like he's a famous person in a country we want this movie to do well. In. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, that's why he feels like so reshoot city to me, where it's like this is really bad. Uh, hey, <laughs> Spanish actor. And also to go along with it, I, I think you're a fan of him too. What happened to Jim Sturgis? He's I terrible. He's in this movie. so bad. He he's so bad. Which is a shame because he's so cute. He's so cute. He's cute, and I, I, I'm not a huge fan of Cross Universe, but I, he showed a lot of promise in that movie, and I thought yeah. he was going to be a very good leading man. And yeah. he's just the worst in this movie. Uh, it was painful every time. He was every on line of dialogue could be replaced with yeah. <laughs> Every line is like you're a bad brother. Actually, yeah, that, it, yes. that's that really is. You're a shit brother oh, we... and probably a shit father. Meh, 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 meh. I love the scene where Gerard had like his secret code, like oh. My God. oh. Which basically resorted to every like certain word was the code you're supposed to for, live, for, but he for, delivered for, it so bad for, for, for like for like a phone number or whatever or whatever it was. Yeah, and so like. You know, they edit it together, and he's like, "There is sabotage in the know? highest like, level of government." But okay, well, I, I, I will. But I will he delivers s- it like, "Boy, sabotage is a great song, right?" Mm, yeah, government. Like he just is so obvious. No, but I, but I do. Who would be fooled? But I, uh, I do, I do love though how how the, how the movie unintentionally read itself to filth. When 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 the when the when the woman when the woman that uh woman that uh, searches his character went to Dana she 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 oh, she, Dana, she good lord she she, oh. she 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 was just like she was just like wait hold up who came up with this kind of code a twelve year old and, and he's like I was thirteen and it's like did this movie just call itself out on it on its own shit <laughs> a twelve year old didn't write this movie a thirteen year old did God, so, right. they were twelve and a half get it right. <laughs> And Dana is a great example of like reshoot city where she is like very clearly like, this movie needs humor. It's such a boring movie. And so like mm-hmm. you came down every to- line of dialogue from her is like smarm and you're like take something seriously. You came just down one thing. You can't you came down from the Golden Tower to Millennialville. I was just like, really? Oh god, I I cringed inside of my face. No, like, I, I no, just, I, I couldn't even. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I cringed outside of my face. I cringed and I rolled my eyes and I was like, I cringed. And I rolled my eyes and I gave a very deep sigh. Like I'm pretty sure the guy, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm pretty sure the guy who was on who was on the other side of the other the other side of my row heard me. I was just like, ugh. Like I was. Mm. I literally only have one compliment for this movie, and I don't think the movie intended it. <laughs> Which is go. This is one of the rare movies where uh, there's very clearly like. A, a man and a woman who are working together, and there's some tension there, and they don't end up together. Thank you. Yeah, 
which is kind of cool. That said, yes, I bet they got together at one point in the movie and they just cut it out. Oh, they totally did. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But I still think it's kind of cool that it's in this movie. It's I'm like, sorry it's a Geostorm. I wish it was in, you know, I don't know, Captain America or something, but oh well. Yeah, yeah. specifically for me personally, Captain America Civil War with, with Steve Rogers and Agent 13. That kiss should never have happened. <laughs> it's that elevator scene, man. The tension is yeah. there. Uh, so much tension. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Uh, okay, can we can we talk can we talk about his daughter? Can, can we can we can we talk about Gerard oh, Butler's yeah. daughter in this film? The, the e- most ev- suffering daughter trope character I've ever seen. Ever, oh, she was amazing. All the crying, all the tears, all the, you break all of your promises, stop being a bitch. Like, uh. <laughs> Yeah, if, this is literally a movie where, where where a person said, he can't die, he promised. Like, that's a, like, that's I, a real scene in this movie. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. When, she said, when she said that, I was like, are you six? Because you sound like <sighs> you're six. Even and though she's a another par- character, like, who won't fucking stop quipping. Like, God, I've, all of the quips. <laughs> I will never, I will never criticize a Marvel movie for too many quips ever. Again. Ever again. At least their quips are like jokes, you know. Like they're like generally have a structure to them. Even if I don't like them all the time, there's like a attention behind them. There is at least this some is like every line of dialogue is like, Ugh, honest to blog, Dad. Ugh. Like everything is just like, ah, the worst kind of like. I hate. Hey, what's up, Uncle Max? Chris. Hey, what's up, Uncle Max? I thought you were supposed to be in my life. It's like, whoa. Okay, cool. <laughs> just dropping truth bombs. Like, just crazy. all the tea. <laughs> That's what this movie was. That's what everyone in this movie was doing. They all had their own little personal pots of tea, and they were just like, I'm going to spill it here and here <laughs> and here and here. Oops, got some on your shoe. Don't care. Let me pour some more here. And it's like, ah. So, so I have to know, what was that magic moment? What was Gerard Butler writing uh, Scarab Chariot for you? What was that moment that was <laughs> the movie really excelled in its utter stupidity? <laughs> um, I I particularly loved, you know, sort of the beginning of yes. the, the climax of the film when um, they're on the space station and uh, all the satellites are freaking out. And then you see it on the screen. Countdown to Geostorm. <laughs> An hour and 30 minutes. So specific. So specific. Very specific. And there's also like a power bar like that's going like yes. up percentage-wise to Geostorm. <laughs> We're at 97% Geostorm. <laughs> Peter, did you have one? Uh, uh, I I I think I think I was kind of like in for the ride the second the movie started and and in the in the first scene in the first scene where uh like where 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 he where he is uh, excuse me he uh Gerard Butler's character he he is he is at he is at he is at a hearing yeah oh, he hearing where, where where they're like berating him you know berating him for being for being kind of the God, what what what's what's the right term for like for the kind of guy that he like was? A hothead scientist. Type, yeah, basically. You know? Yeah, basically. Hotshot. Yeah, that, that's good enough. Yeah, a hotshot, like the like the, the hotshot scientist who 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 even, who even even though they hadn't given him permission, he he was just like he was like we're you we were green, we were ready. I took control. I saved a bunch of people, and he's just going off with them. And it's like you, and it's like you are a grown ass man, and you clearly have <laughs> never ever thought for a second maybe i should stop actually wait you know what actually okay that was a good scene the one the five seconds the five seconds where i was like okay this this is perfect was 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 when was when was when they went uh was when um he and uta were were, were, uh, went to the um like kind of the holodeck room and so, and so, and so, before the screen pops up, he's like, he's. I'm like, glad we all agree to call it the holodeck. <laughs> yeah, it's a holodeck. Yeah. It's a holodeck. Um, and and and, he, and so and so he and so he was like, he, so he was like, who am I going to be talking to? And then the screen pops up. I guess that'll be oh, me. God. And it, I said it'll be me. And it's like, and it's like, you're a grown ass man. Have you never realized that that every moment of your life is foot in mouth? 
He does that nine times in this movie. Like, like he literally will go into space station and be like, "Who is a dumb bitch who runs this?" And the woman will be like, "Me." And he's like, "Oh, like oh, well, I'm sorry. I was just pointing out some stuff." And it's like, "Wow, you are that guy who has to backpedal on everything." <laughs> For me. I agree. The countdown to Geostorm was a magic moment, and I, 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 I lost it in my seat. <laughs> and I was yes. I, I squeezed was, Katie's hand. I'm like, this is it. <laughs> but, it's started. But the topper was definitely when, when, when four-time Oscar nominee Ed Harris, oh. one of my favorite actors, is trying to kill the president, and he opens the trunk of his car and pulls out a, a rocket launcher. Uh. <laughs> That he then shoots at a self-driving taxi, which, like, one scene earlier, they're like, it's self-driving. Get it? Get it? <laughs> like, Got it? This will be paid off in one scene from now. Just give um, us ten minutes. And, yeah, he hands he hands a rocket launcher over to his coon to shoot a self-driving taxi that he thinks has the president. While an electrical storm is going around. And it's just like, oh, this is... This is what I wanted. <laughs> yes. I, I, will, I, wanted. I will say about that scene though. So yeah, they shot they shot the self driving taxi and you know and and you know he ran and he ran up to it with the gun to, to make sure let's make sure that they're dead. How did he not hear? How did he not hear that woman come up behind him and put and put and put a gun to his head? It's like I'm sorry, dude. You didn't hear her run up to you. <laughs> Yet, yet well, he probably had a bit of tinnitus out. because of the rocket launcher he just fired. But still, but but still, they clear. But still, they clearly had to like get out of the car, send it on its way, and loop around. He wasn't paying attention to anything else at all. This is a man who has been planning this thing for three years, and he has no sense of spatial awareness. Well, exactly. He's basking in his perceived moment of triumph. Uh, I'm not gonna. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give the Secretary of State this one. I'm not gonna give. I'm not gonna give Deckham this one. This is the man who. Oh, you remember his this name? This is a man who has planned everything. Oh God, and and it's just everything is like to to to. There there is there is no subtlety. Everything is to the nine hundredth degree. That's what yes. I love about it. It's like that's the only way. To even be. the self destruct is not subtle, and it's a self destruct. <laughs> it doesn't wait till the end of the self destruct countdown to blow up like every movie ever made. It decides no, it blows up in sections, so that mm-hmm. way Gerard Butler has to turn the thing off while the ship is blowing up around him. It's not enough. He has to turn off the geostorm. There must be explosions too. Audiences can't wait ten seconds without explosions. God damn it! <laughs> like it's just constant okay, so, noise and action okay, and okay, stuff. Okay, okay. So I have like a slight counterpoint to that. Like, don't hate me mm-hmm. for it. I kind of see a bit of logic in it blowing up in sections mm-hmm. because he because like when when someone screamed at him, why is there self destruct on this thing? And he was like, if it ever fell to Earth, like you know, and and the, and the most non hyperbolic fashion ever just like it could have fallen we don't know like and and, and so it's and so real scientists oh real sci- <laughs> real, real scientists and so and so at, at least like yes it is still wonderfully absurd but it's like how about you, this the fact that it, it starts and then 10 seconds later the fuel pods explode oh yeah that that is true but it, that's like, just bad management that that, man. it, that is bad management but it's like do you want this like this clearly massive space station as it falls to Earth, just blowing up all at once. Uh, I, it's, I, I can't with this movie. <laughs> just, <laughs> and see, and see, and see that, that's what I love about this movie. Each of us has that one moment where, like, I'm not giving it to you. I'm not giving this to you. And it's weird. Like, I, I don't know about you guys, but I had like minor nitpick that like I shouldn't have for a movie this dumb. dumb. <laughs> like, you gotta let it go. But I think, like, I, I think you do. And I was like. So they ha- and mine was like they have this crazy space station. Right, it's this ludicrous. It is not possible to make in the next forty years. Oh god, not no. even the next like ten. This, ten. This one says it'll be, and yet they still use space shuttles from nineteen fucking eighty. Like it's the same fucking space <laughs> yeah. shuttles that they have since canceled because they're too inefficient. To, like, 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 guys, it's, it's like, it's like, a, it's like. 
It's like I'm sorry, none of you, none, none of you even thought to take it to take a to take a page from Xenon Girl of the 21st Century and like you know just make this make it so that you can just take off. I love they shoot a giant rocket ship with just Gerard Butler. <laughs> they just send yeah, this I, I huge thought about that. Station. I was like, that seems like an awful lot of fuel for one passenger. Come on. <laughs> but Sarah, it's Sarah, it's guy. Gerard Butler. This He's is the true. Most important guy. We, he needs. He needs uh, to be able to have. He needs to be able to have. He did an create enti- the Dutch boy. He needs to be able to have. He's an also very clearly two minutes to like just look into space. <laughs> and he very clearly has like a negative aura of magnetism because debris is everywhere, and he doesn't get scratched like at all. So, meanwhile, Fox- he must have some kind of magnetic field that we need to study that is devoid of debris. As he, it's like a space station is exploding. He's like, let's rocket back to Earth. Mean, meanwhile, Fassbender yes. is behind him. You know, Fassbender is behind him, and not gonna lie, I kind of thought for a second that she wasn't gonna make it because they were showing way too many shots of him, of him, get, of him getting to what, of him getting mm. to the satellite. But she was just like, I'm gonna take my sweet time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and 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 all the disaster stuff is just so like arbitrary. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, it's just like we've had twenty years of this stuff. You know, it, it isn't special anymore. Yeah, you know? like mm-hmm. I think Independence Day Resurgence was like in this or like it's over. There's nothing to blow up on Earth anymore that will surprise me. When I saw Independence Day and the White House blew up, that was like shocking to me because like. It looked like the White House, and they'd made a really good model, and they blew it up, and it was like, "Whoa, that's like a monument." I I can like visualize that. Now it's just stuff. It's yeah. just visuals and things happening, and I'm like, okay, like yeah. all of Hong Kong is exploding, and buildings are dominoing on over each other, and all those glass is breaking, and oh my god! I'm just oh, like, I I was oh. laughing quite a lot. That that was that was almost a Gerard Butler riding on a scarab chariot <laughs> moment. Was when the the high-rise buildings and the skyscrapers in Hong Kong were dominoing. Dominoing, yeah, that was a good moment. <laughs> I I loved how in uh, the the Dubai sequence that the the whole thing floods. <laughs> then as soon as the geostorm over, it just drains. So like they have a, amazing like, drainage like in Dubai. So yeah, just like casually, like oh, it's the desert again. <laughs> and then there's a guy in the Burj Khalifa. Who's like, oh, the it's over. Tower of and it's like leaning now. 45 degrees. <laughs> That's not okay. Yeah, yeah like when, when And that, it, when it that doesn't like continue to topple over. It just stays there. Just like somehow. somehow. This, you know, the tallest building in the world is just, you know, it's not top heavy enough to just keep falling. It's just chilling. You know, we're it's fine. Just leaning. Yeah. And, 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 like, and, and while, while, while all the water was draining, I'm, I'm sitting, I'm sitting there and I literally said like, kind of like, out loud, like to myself, and not loudly. I was just like, "Everyone is still dead in in the city, though. Yeah. Like they're it's dead. Like they're very, very gone." But that no, one it, dog in India is still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does that fucking Independence Day shit, where like the whole world is blowing up, but we focus on one dog, so you'll feel scared because you love dogs. You know, like it's mm-hmm. like, but it's even more callous than the Independence Day one. It's it's crazy. Uh, and that's the thing about this movie. It's like it so celebrates it. Like Gerard Butler got home okay, and he's safe. The world is fucked. <laughs> the world is yes. over. People die. Civilization is over. The economy is dead. There's no way it's over. Like we we are in fallout times now. For all I care. Yeah, <laughs> like, like it is. yeah, like 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 Ben. Like ben. Uh, Sarah, I don't know if you have. You probably haven't. But it, but if you have, then say yes. Ben, did you ever did you ever play Assassin's Creed uh, three? Yes, the one in America. Yeah. Okay. 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 So. Okay. So you know. You know. You know how like. You know how like. Like. Like the. Like the one. The one thing. That the one. The one thing that that that, that they, they were trying to protect the world against was like was like this solar flare or whatever that was going to reach out from the right. that was going to reach out from the sun and 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 the main character and the main character Devin could could cho- could choose could choose could choose to either could choose to either release this ancient spirit woman on like on, onto onto the earth and say and say and save the planet save the planet and save the planet or let the solar flare just hit and most of the world will be wiped out and whoever's left will just crawl out and have to restart over civilization. That's what happened. Yeah, it's the solar flare. Like the world is over. It's I, that's the crazy thing. They're counting down to geostorm, but they never explain why that's worse. It's already 
really yeah, bad. Everything really, leading up to Geostorm really is just as bad as having the full effect. <laughs> yeah. Rio is frozen. Moscow is melted. <laughs> Dubai is underwater. The world is fucked, guys. Who, who, know, who <laughs> knows what happened in the other cities like 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 like, like London, Paris, Berlin, uh, Johannesburg, um, yeah, Mexico, no, show, Me- like, big Mexico City. Classic scary red circles, you know, at all the places. And it's everywhere on the planet. Nowhere is safe from the the not geostorm except for like literally except for like literally middle of nowheres across the globe but even then don't they even then that doesn't account for much yeah it's oh boy it is some special nonsense i think uh i think it's time for ratings we could be there for another hour talking about how insane this stuff is uh i don't know about you guys but i'm personally gonna rate it with a uh an actual critical eye (laughs) And and a fun so bad it's good eye. You may as well. That's up to you. But uh, but I'll at least throw it. Uh, whether you want to do that or not. But at least give me your critical actual movie snob. You know. Oh yeah, opinion, for sure. Uh, as well. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll throw to you first, Sarah. Okay. Um, I'm going to stick with the the movie snob score. I'm going to give this movie a four out of ten. Wow. I don't even know if it quite deserves that, but <laughs> it was like uh, it's high. just it uh it was poorly executed, poorly acted, um, just just didn't make a damn bit of sense, really. <laughs> um, but I will say, from the so bad it's good movie perspective, it was a joy to watch. In that it was just so silly. And for me, the difference between a movie that is just bad and a movie that is so bad it's good is when, okay, a movie that is just bad tries to be funny on purpose and falls (laughs) flat on its face. A movie that is so bad it's good doesn't try to be funny, but ends up being hysterical. (laughs) That is because of all of its flaws and the you know, lack of believability. That is what Geostorm is for me. And it's it's a movie that if, you know, if it came on TV or something, I'd be like, oh, yes, Geostorm. <laughs> I'll watch this. I would never spend money on it because it's, it's awful, but it is, it was, it made me smile. <laughs> I'll just say that. And isn't that what entertainment's all about? Yes. Uh, yes. All right, Peter. Ooh. Okay, so critically, um, I'm giving this movie a two. It is so bad. Everything about this is horrible. Every like like just. I I really can't put into words how bad this movie is, critically speaking. Like, there's nothing about it that makes sense. They're trying too hard every single moment. They never truly show what a geostorm means or what it looks like. The fact, like, the absurdity of everything happening on screen is ridiculous. But for that exact same reason, just on a fun note. Oh God! This movie is a joy. If you go in, if you if you go into this film knowing that it is going to be absolute shit, even better if you're drunk. Then this movie is like a solid six point five on six point five on unlike unlike just a, hmm. unlike just a dumb fun scale. It's like if you it, it's it's like th- this movie is like th- this movie is like a couple of points down for me. Uh, wa- like for watching Batman and Robin. That movie yeah, is that, yeah. that movie for me, at, at least for the for the movies that I've seen throughout my life, stands as like one of the pinnacles of just this movie is so bad that you will love it. This is a couple yeah. notches down from it. So like go into like if you ever happen to see it, whether you are forced to or it happens to come on, just go into it with knowing that it's gonna be just not like stupid, stupid fun. <laughs> if there is a third generation of mystery science theater, I want them to do this movie. Mm. I, I know. Oh, yeah. R- riff tracks will do this movie. Oh they yeah, for to. sure. This this is made for riff yeah. tracks. Yeah. I, I will. I will say. I will say though. I am not happy that they killed Daniel Wu. 
I am not happy that they killed his character. Cheng 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 Long Cheng Long. The, the, oh, the, the okay, okay, okay. I am not happy about that. that. I was right. just like, really? You kill the cute Asian guy? Yeah. What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> it was. This movie's not made for cute boys, Peter. It, I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it, they <laughs> really don't not, like me. They don't. They don't. I think there's a reason why the hot lady, not the hot man lived yeah in that's all i'm saying yeah i think there's a market they were going for and it wasn't <laughs> us <laughs> well it's half me but whatever. <laughs> um, um, i'm gonna give geostarum a two as well i reserve ones i haven't given a one yet and one to me is is broken and this movie is terrible but it's not just broken you know, like, uh, there are very few movies that are just, just so completely, utterly terrible that you can't even process. It's, it's I think as Jack said, for King Arthur, it's like staring into a black hole. You're like, I, I don't even know what happened. <laughs> Images hit my eyes and I don't know. Um, so that's what I reserve <laughs> one, ones for. But this is the lowest two I could possibly give. Yeah, I do agree. <laughs> uh, other than one edit that was slick this movie is just terrible uh from beginning to end in an actual plot development uh it has terrible effects it is ugly it is got the worst character characters either talk in thudding exposition completely overwritten characterization or quips that's the only three things they ever say in this movie uh, everything is spelled out exactly as you think it's going to. You know exactly who everyone's going to be as soon as they're on screen. It is so predictable, and it is weirdly ashamed of what it is, which is even worse somehow. <laughs> somehow it's even worse that like at least 2012 was like, God damn it, John Cusack's going to get in a limo and drive away from an earthquake, and that's the movie, <laughs> and you're going to deal with it. And we're going to be there for five minutes, <laughs> and, you know, that's the world. You're, you paid a ticket. Welcome to 2012, you know? Um... You know, uh, th- this movie's really ashamed of what it is, even, and it's almost worse for it. Uh, but it, on a so bad it's good scale, it's almost a nine. It's like an eight point five for me. It's like it's <laughs> oh, wow. so. It's really wonderful. I mean, as much as I think it's overplayed, I will say that the room is kind of like a good gold standard. Uh, it, 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 the fact it plays so well to so many audiences speaks to me that it's like, yeah, you know, maybe if I don't agree with it as much, like that's the one makes sense so it's somewhere below ghost rider spirit of vengeance which i love to death (laughs) and then somewhere i don't know above above like a 2012 or a day after tomorrow like it's it's better than those movies in terms of being so bad because it's just so broken and so ridiculous but yeah only go see this movie if that's what you like (laughs) and you're into that and you've had these kind of experiences before i would definitely say Maybe just wait until, yeah, you could just find it on TV and get drinks with friends and have mm-hmm. a good time because that's otherwise. Or you're, rent you're it on Redbox and have a drinking game. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. One dollar. One dollar movie. Great. There you go. It deserves maybe a dollar at best. It's, okay. If you have movie pass, definitely no. a great movie pass movie. You know, you got like 30 movies a month. You could fit that in there. Guys, um, we should totally so, do that. We yeah. Should, we so, totally- uh, what should we do? We should we should we should we should, to- we should totally like like at any point sometime like later whether we have to like whether we have to do, like do it online watching it together because I don't know I don't know or or, or if we all, if we all if we all end up in the same city like we totally need to do a drinking game to this movie because that oh, yes. that will oh, make yeah. me love it. Oh yeah, it's 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 wonderful schlock, but it is definitely schlock. So. Uh, combined, that gives us a 2.66, which I'm going to round down because of Storm <laughs> to <Yes>. a 2.5. <laughs> because I can't give this a three because it's worse than Hardcore Henry. So I, wait, is, um, is is that is that the first time that we've that we've rounded down from something that should be, be rounded up? And I don't care. I don't, know, I don't think so though. I, I think before it's yeah. happened that it's closer to the 0.5 than the right. whole number. Mm, right, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I can get behind that. Yeah, I think it's fair. All right. Well, for everyone at the Movie Gang Podcast, we appreciate you guys joining us on this this lovely journey. Uh, that Geo has been... Storm! I'm sorry. I have to get it out of my system. <laughs> no, I, I, 
I understand. I I I I, I want to put a, I want a shirt that has a countdown to Geostorm on it. Ooh, oh my yes, god! Yes. 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 <laughs> so yes. Uh, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, be sure to check us out on Tuscan Shed Media Tuscan to see all of our other podcasts, including Geek Space Nine, Animania, and Feast for Bros. Uh, I don't know what we'll be talking about next week. I guess we'll figure that out uh, as we go. But uh, for any for all of us, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to y'all next time. Woohoo! Geostorm! <laughs> Last one out of your system. <laughs> yep. yep.